Hello, it's great to be with you here today as we continue our study in the book of Luke. This story is all about people, women, babies, and the impact of God on their lives. And I'm excited about all of those things because to understand and know me, you got to know I'm so relational. I really care about knowing people, about understanding them, about sharing their journey, about them knowing me. And I'm so excited when I get to understand how God has encountered someone's life. As a woman of faith, I've been encouraged so many times by people who have challenged me, who have impacted me, who have shared the incredible blessing that God has been in their own journey. So today we're gonna to get together and we're gonna look at a passage, Luke 1, 39 to 56, a story of faith, God's favor and faithfulness. I'm titling it, The Overflow of One's Heart, Mary's Song or The Magnificent. I hope it encourages you today as we study and we see how God impacted the lives of Elizabeth Mary and the anticipation of the arrival of Jesus, the Savior of the world. Let me just pray for us. Oh Lord God, I'm so incredibly thankful for an opportunity to be here together, to look at your word, to have it impact our lives as we discover its truth, to see how big you are, God to see how our hearts can be changed by you. God, open our hearts and minds to receive what you have for us today. In your precious name, Jesus, I pray. Last week's scripture set the scene for today. I want to just briefly examine it again. Luke 1:26. Mary encounters an angel. Mary was pledged, engaged, betrothed to Joseph. The angel speaks to her saying, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Can you just picture Mary and her response to this encounter? She is greatly troubled by his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. And I, highly favored, the Lord is with me. The angel is very perceptive for he's experienced mere mortals before. And he says, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. What do you think Mary's thoughts were on hearing what the angel spoke to her? A son? Favor with God? Jesus? But, but how? I am a virgin. I do not know a man. She didn't object, but she sought to understand. And he clarified, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. He assures Mary of God's power and gives her an example of her relative Elizabeth in verse 36 and 37 of Luke 1. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she, who was said to be barren, is in her sixth month for nothing is impossible with God. I'm sure Mary's heart and mind were racing with wonderment and awe at what she had just heard. And her humble response from a pure heart responds by saying, I'm ready. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. And that's where we pick up today's story. Let's read through Luke 1, 39 to 56 together. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill, would fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, 
My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds, deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months, and then she returned home. Let's unpack this historical moment together and be reminded of the power of our amazing living God. And as we do, I ask you to consider Mary's words, the interaction of relatives sharing similar life experiences, but totally different stages and ages, both willing to be used of God. I pray that your heart will longer, long and hunger after God more because of what this story tells and that you will personally long to say yes to God. You know, I'm a talker, I'm a verbal processor, and when I have experienced something that has just so touched my heart or challenged me, or even when my God has revealed something profound to me about himself, or he's shown me something that I need to address in my own life, whether it's through loving or caring or just being, I just can't keep it to myself. God has designed us for relationship, to share life with one another, to carry each other's burdens, to celebrate the incredible, I too want the world to know the great things that God has done. I want to lift his name high. I think of Mary when the angel left her, there alone, standing there wondering, what just happened? What did he just say? There's so much to grasp and so much to understand. Her heart must have been full of awe and wonder and just trying to manage what, what is this going to be? I'm going to have a baby, a baby that would change not only Mary herself, but the whole world. And then I'm sure she thought, who can I tell? Who can I share this with? And then she was reminded of the angel's words, Elizabeth. The angel said that she too had experienced a miracle, once barren, now with child in her sixth month. She would understand that only this is possible because of God. And at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea. Traveling the hill country of Judea would have not been easy for Mary. Some say in the commentaries that it was a four-day journey. And in that four-day journey, it must have been mountainous terrain. There was yellow deserts. There were hillsides. There was a glimpse of the Dead Sea. There were groves on the terraced hillside slopes. But Mary trekked on. What do you think filled her mind as she anticipated sharing news with Elizabeth? Oh, how she must have played the words of the angel over and over in her mind. Knowing her heart for God, I'm sure she lifted this baby up in prayer with a mother's heart, longing to meet him, but also longing to hold and care for him and nurture him. I'm sure amongst her thoughts were prayers of gratitude. Thank you, God, for the miraculous gift that you are allowing me to carry. And maybe, well, being a mom myself and knowing the huge responsibility that it takes to raise a child, I'm sure she called out to God and said, God, you will be my helper, right, God? You will be my strength. You will be with me, God. Be my teacher. 
I am sure she lifted up Elizabeth in prayer too as she approached her home. While the trek was over and she arrived, she entered Zechariah's home and she greeted Elizabeth. Greetings are important. And the most basic Jewish greeting was shalom, peace. May, all God, may God cause all to be well with you. The two women were part of a miracle of God's incredible plan. They were changed on the inside. They were changed because their lives were intersected by something God had for them to do. Elizabeth heard Mary's voice and the baby leapt in her womb. The Holy Spirit filled Elizabeth. Elizabeth had a revelation from God and she spoke it out. Revelations from God are hard to keep to ourselves and she spoke it out with excitement, awe and wonder. It says in verse 42, as she proclaimed in a loud voice, blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. How long had it been since Mary and Elizabeth had seen each other? We don't really know exactly, but there was no room for small talk here. Instead, Elizabeth declares Mary's position and the child that they are both blessed by God. Then Elizabeth humbles herself and in gratitude and reverence for what she has been shown is the reality of who Mary is actually carrying, the Redeemer, Lord, her King, the awaited Messiah, so much admiration and respect shown. How wonderful for Mary to be welcomed by Elizabeth in this way. Verse 43. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed what the Lord has said will be accomplished. Blessed are you, Mary, for you have believed what the Lord has said. Elizabeth was full of encouragement and acknowledgement of Mary's faith that did not hesitate to trust and believe God. Taking God at his word is a response of faith that we can all have, and it sows confidence in our Heavenly Father, and it brings rest for our souls, for God is trustworthy, and you and I, we can trust him fully. Now let's go back to the picture of what this looked like. Elizabeth, older, aware of life's seasons. She'd experienced pains and longings, but barren no more. <clears throat> now experiencing her own joy and that the baby that moved in her womb was now six months pregnant. She was six months pregnant. God's blessing in her womb. I am sure her heart was full of gratitude. I'm sure that she had quite a journey that she wanted to share because she was part of a great big picture. Her son, John, would prepare the way for the Lord Jesus. Yet in this moment, she embraced Mary and was able to encourage, celebrate, share, and experience all that Mary was going through. And she was able to agree and testify, you're right, Mary, nothing is impossible with God. How incredible. On the scene of two women caring, one, caring for one another, Elizabeth anticipating the birth, Mary probably shocked that Elizabeth was able to just engage with her right there and understand what she was experiencing herself. So much awe, so much nurturing, I'm sure, that happened in that moment. And Mary began to express her heart. Just think about Mary, young, perhaps overwhelmed, but delighted that God would see her processing, her, processing her new role that Gabriel the angel had given to her, a mother of the Son of the Most High, Jesus will be his name. Jesus, he will reign forever, and her heart breaks out into praise. What causes a heart to break out into praise, to express joy, gratitude, 
worship. Matthew 12, 34 says, For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. What do we learn about Mary from her heart's response? Her references are personal. She quotes from the Old Testament. Some of the phrases are so slim, similar to Hannah's song when she gives birth to Samuel. And Mary declares who God is and how he is so faithful. Verse 47, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. She doesn't speak about herself or her position, but in her soul and in her spirit, she praises God, her Savior. She knows he has seen her. Psalm 33, 13. From heaven the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant, she declares, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. And isn't that true? Our homes are filled with nativity scenes, a lot of varieties where Mary is depicted. And in these nativity scenes that give us an opportunity to just examine the heart of a woman that said yes to God in a season that would bring great change for the entire world. She acknowledges her humble state. I'm just a poor girl, not someone who ever expected to be in this position. She speaks of adoration of how God has viewed her. She proclaims she is his servant. She will be called blessed as she will be known as the mother of the Son of God from now on. Mary knows who God is. She's hidden these truths, these scriptures in her heart. It flows out of her in joyful expression. Look at the character of God that she declares. For the mighty one, verse 49, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Verse 50, his mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. She praises the Lord for the great things he has done for her personally and for the world. She calls him mighty one. His name is holy. How do you describe your God? In his goodness, God has helped the lowly, including her. He's extended mercy to those who fear him. Deuteronomy 13, 4. It is the Lord your God you must follow and you must revere. Keep his commands and obey them. Serve him and hold fast to him. God-fearing people worship, honor, exalt, esteem, obey, and respect the power of God. They acknowledge God, and to those he extends mercy. Verse 53, he has filled the hungry with good things. Psalm 107, 8 and 9. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for me, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Mary experienced this hunger after righteousness, and she was satisfied by God. In her joy, she expresses her blessings that she has felt from him giving to her. He has performed mighty deeds with his army, has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. In contrast to those he has helped and provided for, Mary also knows and states what he opposes, for God has scattered the proud. And she speaks of that pride, those innermost thoughts, when we have faith in ourselves and not in God. 
She declares that he is sovereign. He brings down rulers, but he will exalt his son, born into a humble family, to the highest place of ruling. And with his mighty power, he will send redemption for the world in his son, Jesus. Those who are rich and do not look to the Lord for help, he sends away empty-handed. Mary proclaims, God is faithful. She knows historical truths of Abraham, and she states God's promises are true. God is sending real help for his people, the Messiah, an everlasting blessing for all that believe in him. The Lord will give the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end, Luke 1, 31. He has helped his servant, Mary sings, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers, what a song. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. When Mary left Elizabeth's home, she was likely seeing the sure signs of pregnancy, the enlarged waistline, Perhaps she was feeling movement of the baby in her womb. And being with Elizabeth in those last stages of Elizabeth's pregnancy, she was probably able to understand, wow, this is what it looks like to prepare for what I am going to experience in the near future. What a story. Mary's song is beautiful. It breathes out adoration and thankfulness to God. We can learn from her example. We can learn from the truth that she speaks. For her joy comes from how she sees herself from God's perspective and his goodness. She testifies boldly to God's character. She proclaims the faithfulness of God and his promises. Well, I'm just wondering, does a song of praise well up in you when you encounter the living God, when you are doing life, just normal, everyday life? You see, Mary knew her purpose. She embraced her unexpected role, and she stepped into this with deep faith. Did she know the big picture of all that this would mean? I don't think so. I don't think she understood a whole lot of what it meant to be the mother of Jesus. But she was willing to trust God in the uncertainty, in the unknown, in the struggle, and in the incredible anticipation and joy. And moment by moment, she walked with her God. Well, we're all part of a bigger plan of God. We can respond in the same way Mary does today, now. Are you ready? Am I ready? Are we ready? What is the position of your heart? Is your faith deep? Do you know who your God is? How will you respond to the, the asks that God has of you? You know, I've discovered that it's in the day-to-day -day living, by dwelling and delighting in God's truth, living in humility with a heart of gratitude, receiving his grace, and nurturing my heart to be a heart after God, that one can express that joy that Mary modeled. Spending time in this story has found me reflecting on my own role as a woman of God. I'm a mother of five, four I've given birth to, and one I've chosen. I've even, during this study, pulled out my children's old baby books when I, where I recorded so many of my thoughts and so many milestones of my own pregnancies and my heart's longings and my hopes for my unborn child. And like Mary, my writings and my heart are full of gratitude to my amazing God for his gift of grace. Throughout my life, I have become, I've been overwhelmed and overcome by God's incredible love, mercy, and truth. Songs have welled up inside of me many times 
on the top of a ski hill overlooking God's incredible, majestic creation. A song wells up in me. And when I'm alone, and sometimes even when my kids are there, I just got to belt it out. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. I have learned I need to declare I need to remind myself and proclaim God's goodness. I need to align myself and get his perspective. Well, perhaps you've been in a time of uncertainty, waiting, so many unknowns. I've been there too. I've been there too. I remember taking my husband to the hospital. It was an unexpected hospital visit that at the end of it meant surgery was needed. That's tough. I felt the pain that my husband was experiencing even though he was in the hospital room. And I begged, I begged the ambulance drivers, let me go with him. He needs me. He wants me beside him, I'm sure. I begged them because he was going to be entering into heart surgery. But no, they looked at me. You're not included in this one. And I, I didn't know what to do with myself. And I turned to God and I, I decided I got to meet with God. So I went back to my house and I put on my worship music and I started to pray. God, what will be the outcome? Oh God, please help my husband. Oh God. And with tears streaming down my face, alone in my kitchen, my worship music blaring, I lifted my arms in adoration and said, my God, Whatever happens today, I will always trust in you. I will always praise you. Friends, what we do today matters. I encourage you to prepare your heart to worship and know Jesus. For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Matthew 12, 34. What have you been speaking? Is it flowing out of a heart that's so filled up with God and his truth for you, for the world. Guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life, for everything you do flows from it, Proverbs 4.23. What has filled your heart, your mind, your soul that has encouraged or possibly discouraged faith growth? And what about this one? Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me, Psalm 51.10. Oh God, I want to be right with you. Forgive me for. Get right with God. Let the burdens go. Let your heart overflow with the goodness of who God is. A couple last thoughts. That gift of Jesus, that baby Mary carried in her womb. Wow, I got to tell you, that baby, that story, that truth changed my life. I wasn't sure I was always loved as a young person growing up. But when I saw and understood God's plan to reconcile a broken world to himself and to do it through a baby born in a humble state, raised in the, in the world that he was to be crucified like he was, but overcome that, and that he did that for me, he chose that because he loved me, that kind of a love changed my life. It changed my life. I said, yes, Jesus, I need you. Forgive me for my sins. Create in me the person you want me to be. I give my life to you. And God is doing just that. 
He has transformed me. May we all declare, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. Luke 1, 47 to 48. Let me just pray. Oh God, it's so beautiful to see your plan, to see it unfold, to see your, your hand was upon each character in these biblical times and how your hand is on us. Oh God, we need you. We want to lift our hearts to you. Help our hearts to be filled with your truth, with your mercy, your grace. Help us to know you deeper. And out of that, may we proclaim your goodness, your truth to a world that needs it, to a world that needs hope. We anticipate all that you're going to do, God, because you are a trustworthy, faithful God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.